0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Yes, we had a week off, but the MMA media matchmaking crowns have returned to our heads following UFC Orlando, the final UFC fight night card at an arena not named the UFC Apex of 2022. We have one more pay-per-view next week, one more Apex show the following week. Then the year is a wrap. For the Ultimate Fighting Championship, I am Mike Cack, and joining me, as always, he's many positive and wonderful adjectives, but he's the best friend to us all, the most important one. Alexander, Kaylee, hello, AK. I missed you, my friend.
0: Mike, my best friend. Hello. Uh, yes, you missed me because I was not watching Saturday's card. I took a whole, I took a whole day off free of MMA, just uh, nothing nothing major, just doing, you know, some fr- friends and family time, just some personal time, catching up and that sort of thing, which I recommend to all MMA fans. Uh, this was probably not a great weekend to skip, because I, I thought the card looked really good. I had said on the um, the preview show, I thought this was like a 9.1, 9.2 on the gymnastic scale, which which for a fight night is really strong, especially compared to some of the fight night efforts we've had recently. Again, I did not watch uh, the card uh, I've caught a few highlights here and there, but it, uh, Mike, I'm, I'm, from what I see, it looks like it was, it was pretty decent. It, it lived, it probably was up in that nine range, for a fight night, like over that nine range, right, as far as entertainment value goes.
1: It was it was pretty good. Prelims were a little slow, and the UFC like tried to get right after it, and then it just was so slow that we had to carry over the featured prelim onto the main card, yeah. so we ended up having a seven-fight main card that started at 10 p.m. Eastern. And the Wonderboy Kevin Holland fight, it was, like, 1 a.m. It was, Ariel tweeted it. Ariel put it out best. This was, like, a throwback to the FS1 days where they just had, like, super long main cards and they just went on forever. Luckily, all the main card fights got stopped. They were all finishes. Some of them were late. Some of them were quick. And it was enjoyable, but just, it was just so many fights. If this card had two less fights, it would have been closer to a ten. Honestly. Uh,
0: first of all, I did call multiple times. Uh, whatever shows I did before, uh, before, I think I said at the weigh-in show, and I think I said on the previous show that I was like, I don't know how they were. Originally, they were supposed to be Cortez and Hebus too, and I was like, I don't think they're going to fit nine prelim fights into a three-hour <laughs> window. Especially since we, I, and I said, there's a, a lot of potential for decisions here. I think Cortez and Hebus might have gone to a decision as well. Um and yeah we got what five decisions which is unsurprising give me some of the fight. Angela Hill, Clay Guida, uh Michael Johnson. These are fighters who they pretty often go to decisions. So, um I wasn't surprised when it went over. Again, good thing for them, it doesn't matter. It's all on ESPN, ESPN Plus anyway. It just kind of I guess changes the order of um how they handle the main card broadcast, like how they run some promos and things like that. But other than that, it wasn't a big deal, but I did I did predict that um it, it would run over. I just didn't see how they could how
1: they were going to do it. So one thing after a fight night card like this and where things stand in a lot of respects across multiple divisions and in the UFC in general, after some news has dropped over the last couple of days, I'm not sure how you felt about it. Like I know you didn't watch it live, but obviously you kept up on what was going on in terms of putting together matchups. This was one of the toughest ones I can remember hmm. and it, from a fight night card. Like usually, there might be like a pay-per-view or two where I have to like really think about stuff. Oftentimes with these fight night cards, because they're just kind of globbed together. We're just chucking darts anyways. And then the storyline kind of takes us on one of two paths, but where we're at coming out of this one without knowing a lot of things. This was one of the toughest ones I can remember in the history of doing the show. At least for me, what say you?
0: I, didn't have that much of a hard time with it uh maybe that'll that'll say how uh, i'm wondering if i my, my thing is i'm wondering if i may have picked names that i've already picked recently that may have been an issue but i didn't think it was too difficult like i mean i think for our main event um just for order of elimination i think it came up with a pretty easy pick but uh otherwise i oh i will say you know i will say later i did have to resort to a lot of Facing the winner of such and such upcoming fight, so so there is some of that. I mean, there was a little bit wishy washyness on my part. I wasn't quite able to like stamp down exactly who should be next,
1: but um, no, overall I wasn't too stressed about it. My best friend. Well, I am very intrigued by all of this. Um, yeah, maybe I, maybe I was just overthinking things, but we'll, we'll see how how this all plays out. Let's start with the aforementioned main event. Let's start with the ageless Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, apparently, because this dude. What a damn fight. What a damn performance. This is just fun all around. Like, everything about it. I expected sort of a chess matchy, intriguing fight. Didn't really know what to expect. I expected either Kevin Holland... It was either going to be a typical Steven Wonderboy-Thompson decision win, or it was going to be one of those sad moments where we watched Kevin Holland knock Wonderboy out. But this just exceeded all expectations. Everything about this fight... Goes out and stops Kevin Holland after four rounds. It was a corner stoppage before the fifth. Loved the decision by Bob Perez. Kevin clearly had enough. Wonderboy with a, I'm not going to say a vintage performance, because I think this is actually better than a vintage Wonderboy performance. It was a thrilling fight. Probably one of the best 10, 12 fights of the year. The dude ain't done, AK. He ain't done. What's next?
0: Let me say first, I am never picking against Wonderboy again when he's facing a striker. It's just, it's just, it's just, <laughs> all in the lead up to this fight, Mike, I said, I was breaking down, like, man, Stephen Thompson, like, he only loses to grapplers, or at least fighters who are well-rounded and capable of grappling, Bilal Muhammad, um, of course, great example, and then uh, Gilbert Burns, right? Guys who can strike as well, but they really need to take a fight to the ground, they can absolutely impose their will and do that. So... But then, And then we talked about Anthony Pettis. Yes, that's one striker who, who did beat him. But it was... Again, he got caught. He got caught. He he caught Wonder Boy. It happens. And then there's the Darren Till fight, which is pretty controversial. A lot of people thought Thompson won that fight. And Darren Till is a lot bigger than him. So um, that was the only decision. That's the only decision, uh, Darren Till. It's the only decision he's lost to a striker. And I knew all this. And I repeated all this multiple times in the lead up to Saturday's main event. And I still picked Kevin Holland. I was still... I've been, i again, I have been very agist lately. I've picked against you know, and sometimes vindicated, you know, uh, Frankie Edgar, Man Moraes, things like that. Um, sometimes not. Hafalasun Sao, and now Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, a great performance. Again, big cage, con- very conducive to his style against a guy who, as we learned after, and and could have kind of could have assumed going into the fight, there was like a gentleman's agreement not to put any emphasis on anything besides striking. I know Kevin Holland grappled a bit later in the fight, which was smart because you know at that point he's just trying to win. Um, but yeah, there was some some of an agreement to strike. And if, if you're doing that with Wonderboy, you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage. So I will not pick it unless it's I'm, I'm trying to look at the, the the top of the rankings here unless it's like some. I don't know if there's anyone above him who's like primarily a striker. I don't think it was anyone in the top 7 that's actually primarily a striker right now. Uh so yeah, but I want to match him up with another striker. I'm with him. Let's just give him fun fights. If he, if he, if he slides back into a title shot at some point, great. That's what he wants. If it never happens, then let's at least have him go out fighting um opponents with with like styles and and that that's appealing to the fans. So I had to go with So I don't I don't know if you had trouble with this one, Mike. This is pretty easy. Um I had to go with uh Michelle Pereira. I mean, I just think if that fight never happens, it'd just be super sad. I think it's a great style matchup, personality matchup. Um, that's another fight night headliner, or you can throw it on a pay per view somewhere. It's a cool fight, um, so I'm, I'm down with him and, and Demolador.
1: I love the pick. I I picked that one for Demolador after his last fight. This is what we're doing. We have to do this, and they didn't go in that direction. They did something completely different, and they gave him Kevin Holland. So. It's obviously a two-horse race. After a fight like this, I feel like the UFC. I'm not gonna say they're going to full-throttle push him towards a title fight, but I think they're going to put him at least on a path where, after like a win or two, we're t- we're talking about it again. And here's where things get interesting. When I talk about the theme of, of tough picks, because. Demaldor's great pick. It's not the, the easy pick for me. I have an easy pick. The problem is another broken hand for Stephen Thompson. Another one. Mm-hmm. It happens in every fight. He landed that left hand a thousand times, so I'm not really surprised. And when Stephen Thompson has broken hands, this isn't like I'm out for three or four months. It's like I'm out for a year. So I'm concerned about that. But who knows? Maybe Wonderboy, the ageless man. He's actually... Going back into his youthfulness and his recovery. So if if for some reason, if some way he can get back in the first half of 2023. As much as I love the Pajada fight. There's only one fight for me that makes sense. And it's the rematch with Jorge Masvidal. Because it accomplishes so much for the UFC. It keeps one of these longtime veterans going towards a title shot hate that sentence or not ladies and gentlemen but it's true this is a true sentence whether you like it or not and one is likely just straight done chasing a title maybe forever it just makes sense and i am i think just the fan of me i just want to see the versions of these two fighters in 2022 slash 2023 do it again because the first fight happened in 2017 this is before mazdal went on the reality show and became straight jesus and got the whole persona, all of that. And Wonderboy's just always been kind of the same guy. Both these guys have sort of been circling each other. They've both been sort of respectfully calling each other out. This is the one I want. And guess what? If Mazadal wins and Leon Edwards beats Kamara Usman, guess what fight the UFC is going to make, my friends? We're getting the Mazadal, challenging Leon Edwards, whether you like it or not. Might be wishful thinking, but if I had the pencil, I am doing my damnedest to make this fight happen. And, for, and also... For the, because Mazadal Mazadal isn't, hasn't, he's on the three fight skid, the two losses to Usman and Colby and people have just kind of turned on him and it's more so not because of the performances, it's because of like the interviews and some of the things he's saying, he ain't going to like go all out there and just rip on Steven Thompson. Like this is going to be like a respectful build. Like he's going to say like, he'll probably say like, I'm going to knock this dude out. I'm going to posterize him or something like that. but It's going to be a very respectful build on both sides. And maybe we get to see kind of a softer side of Jorge Masvidal to, to get him back in the good graces of the fans. So I, I don't think you could go wrong here. The one concern is just how long is Wonderboy going to be out for? How bad is this hand injury? So the BMF coming for the NMF title is what you're saying? And vice it's like versa, might, baby. And vice, and vice versa.
0: That's true. If, if Wonderboy, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I when I first saw this come up, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to watch most of the previous show, but I think I saw react. I assume you had brought this up on the uh, sorry on the post-fight show, right, Mike? You'd already brought up the possibility of I think
1: Yeah, maybe that or the press conference, one of the two.
0: Yeah. Uh, and at first, I was like, why? You know why this fight happened? Like I said, we saw them fight pretty one-sided. Though, again, like you said, this is five years ago. They're definitely different fighters now. Um it is one of those matches, rematches I would think it might not have a different result, but it might play out at least differently. I think maybe a more competitive um outing from Masdal. And I'm just looking back now uh at, at Masvidal, wh- where he was when he fought Wonderboy. I'm just looking at the record right now. And I forgot, like, he wasn't like we had kind of written him off because he, he lost that fight before that. He had lost a pretty like competitive fight with Damian Maya. It was a split decision. I think I, I scored it for Maya, yeah, but a good it was fight. One, it was one of those like oh gra- how much grap- how much grappling how much sorry how effective was like Maya's grappling versus what Masvidal was able to do you know when the fight was on the feet it was one of those fights I remember I remember there were people after saying like like oh well Masvidal did all the damage why didn't Masvidal why didn't Masvidal win that fight like yes he got controlled for you know on the ground for much of it so so he had that two fight losing streak and it was kind of that two fight losing streak that had a lot of us kind of writing Jorge off it was kind of like yeah. He's a good fighter, but he's not a. He can't beat a top five guy in Maya. He can't beat a top ten guy in Stephen Thompson. Um, but this was during a stretch. This was during a stretch of he had, he had, he had beaten Ross Pearson, Jake Ellenberger, Don Cerrone, so kind of the next tier of guys or a couple tiers below. Then lost these two fights. Then knocks out Darren Till and then goes on. You know the uh, the Street Jesus run. Um, so he, so yeah, it's like he wasn't like a bum the first time they fought. It was he was actually in a pretty good on a pretty good run himself. Um, so yeah, seeing them fight again now. Jorge's even more famous, uh, you know. Thompson shows shown he still got it. I'm not against it. I'm not against him. I didn't love it at first. I could definitely see it being made. And as you said, it's a bit of a, a, a you know, paving the road to the the edwards masvidal fight, which we just feel like has to happen under some circumstances. Otherwise, it's one of the most wasted opportunities in in, in co- recent combat sports history.
1: Yeah, I mean, Henry Cejudo walked into a title fight. Maybe Masvidal <laughs> yeah. could do so as well. I, I just, I, all Mazdell needs is one win, and I think he can get there. He would obviously need Edwards to, to keep the belt against Usman, but, and then do you have this Wonder Boy story, if you can get him to a title shot at some point before his career is over, I think the UFC would probably look at that direction because how could you not want to promote that guy? So positive. And who knows? Maybe he would be a great BMF champion. He admitted, spent a couple of days in the celly, you know, a little skinny dipping incident, spent a weekend in jail might be uh maybe he's a more bmf than we think So great win for Wonderboy thompson support for this podcast comes from smart water life moves pretty fast are you drinking water that can keep
0: up smart water alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated no matter where your day takes you whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea smart water alkaline can help you perform your best it delivers a pure crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.
1: How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy, you go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great; you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at Aruba.com. Speaking of BMFs, Hafiel Dos Anjos, AK. Oh, just adding to his already stellar career resume. Brian Barberina, to know honestly, I don't want this to sound like Brian Barberina is not good because he is good and he's exciting. This fight, this fight went exactly the way I thought I was going to go. This is one-way traffic. Barbary just had nothing for RDA. This is a masterpiece from the former lightweight champion. And then he goes on the mic and he calls out Conor McGregor. A lot of people didn't like this call-out. I love the call-out. Unfortunately, I just don't see that one happening anytime soon. And again, we're on this road to what the hell do we do with this guy? Because it, he could fight at 55. He could fight at 70. He's not fighting for a title in either division probably ever he wants fun fights and big names and there's just not a lot to check off all those boxes that he already hasn't fought so this one i took a long time on i landed on jim miller ak and don't you and i and for all is like oh about to do do mike no you're not about to do to me because this fight could be a 55 and 70 miller's fighting Mowgli benitez in february i know But I feel confident Jim Miller will win that fight. And if slash when he does, let's just give him RDA because I can't believe they've never fought each other. Not only that, AK, this is a classic AK stat. I don't even think they've been booked to fight each other ever. Ever. Throughout their entire runs. How is this possible? This is honestly a really tough choice. I mean, you could do like a Chandler kind of fight, but not sure where Chandler's at. I think there's like bigger... Like I think that Connor fight is more in play for Chandler than it is for RDA, but RDA Jim Miller just seems like a lot of fun. We might have to wait a little bit to get there, but I went with that one. You can't really go wrong with RDA, but that's what I landed on.
0: My best friend, that's a that's a beautiful pick. That's an elegant pick. We don't see, use Thank that you. word a lot when picking. That's an elegant pick. Uh <laughs> I was sticking strictly at one seventy. Of course, he has a lot of options. One two five. Jim Miller would be awesome. Just the combined fights, experience, just the classiness of the fight would just be would be so good. Um, I think RDA would be like a pretty, maybe at least like a minus two hundred, minus two fifty favor in that. But I don't know. Jim Miller has fought some tough people and 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 proven me wrong. So um, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, if it, whatever. Hap- even even honestly, even if he loses to Mo... well. Maybe he has to win. I don't know. Even if he loses, I feel like that's a I think he can do it if he loses too. Yeah. I'm in for matter. that too. Uh... So I stuck at 170, and yeah, I kind of went with what you're saying. He's just looking for like good fights, fun fights. Looking to keep those checks coming in. I imagine um, RDA, given his tenure with the promotion, being a former champion, he's probably making good show money, good win money. He just wants to go in there again, keep doubling up on those checks. So um, I think like Gunnar Nelson. I think Gunnar Nelson be a fun fight. Uh, just a, just a cool stylistic matchup. Someone who's a little more well rounded than uh, than Barbarina. Um because, yeah, I think a lot of us picked RDA to win, whether by decision or, or as he did by submission. Um, he's just a master of mixing the martial arts. As, de- as deplorable as I find that to be, Mike, uh, he-, he mixes the martial arts. When he does it, it's it's quite lovely, I will say. If you're going to mix the martial arts, please do it like Rafael Dos Anjos. Because yeah, the-, the man's a fantastic boxer, elite jujitsu, jitsu good wrestler too. Man, he-, he knows how to get people down. He's just uh, he's such a fun guy to watch. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Gunnar Nelson, interesting style matchup. Keep those checks coming. And depending on how that goes, I don't know, maybe maybe we talk about even even bigger matchups. But, yeah, like you said, can't really go wrong with him.
1: Mateus Nicolau hmm. needed a finish last night. He needed to get a finish. And did he ever get it? Bald Matt Schnell, unfortunately, will not be a mythical <laughs> MMA creature. But Mateus Nicolau, he might be a mythical creature. Although, as he put it, he is now an unemployed fighter, AK. He fought out his deal, did so with some with some vigor and some gusto and some grace. Again, another tough one because with this flyweight title picture kind of potentially up in the air right now with everything going on, like I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know who's fighting who's gonna end up fighting who in January. Like, I literally have no idea how this is all gonna play out. And Nicolau might just become a very interesting piece of this puzzle. So again, maybe overthinking, but I perhaps there's reason to overthink. But what would you like to see next for Nicolau? Obviously, if he gets himself a new contract, which I would be stunned if he doesn't.
0: Uh first regarding Matt Schnell, we salute you for shaving your hair, shaving much of your body to make the weight. That is fantastic. <laughs> However, Mike, that was now 0-2. UFC fighters 0 2 this year uh you know, undergoing extreme shaving to make weight. Shanna Young also chopped off what looked to be like ten pounds of hair uh before her fight with Miranda Maverick. And still had a lot of hair left. I remember I remember we saw how hair she cut off and I got so excited. I was like, oh bald Shanna Young? And then she showed up. She had like she had so much. She had almost like like past her ears still. And I'm like, how
1: much hair did she have before? Like, oh my! It was like it was like when Topanga got a haircut. On yeah, it was like, it's still like, just a lot. of hair. She cut now. off all that hair, but she still had hair like to her shoulders. She's
0: fine. <laughs> she had a lot of. And either way, uh, hair hair cutting to make weight. Oh, and two so far. I don't know if anyone else going to do it uh, before the end of the year because uh, she and she lost a pretty lopsided decision to Miranda Maverick too. So maybe it's not the uh, the magical uh, advantage that I was hoping it would be, but. Um, yeah, uh, so for, for Nikolau, a guy who I'm super high on, who I I wasn't sure if he'd be able to get that finish that he needed. As you mentioned, he's a pretty safe, like, methodical fighter. Can be exciting. I think he has, like, really sharp striking. I think when he gets going, he's pretty fun to watch. But for the most part, he fights smart. He controls the distance. Well-rounded guy. Mixed the martial arts really well. Um, but I guess matchnell was the right guy because matchnell's uh, pretty good reputation for being a super exciting um, flyweight fighter. Did this hit... Did this hit a fly? Was this another flyweight under? You damn right it was. AK. Wow, one forty-four of round two. So just like by like just less than a minute, less than it. A- wow, I gotta stop doubting these. I know. It's I, money, heard man. Talk- I heard Jed it's talking. I heard Jed talking about. It, I was like, and I was like, I think this one might break it because Nicola's is a pretty decision decision frequent guy. There, there. Somehow, there it is. I think matchnell's fight should always be flyweight unders. I think that's that's my definitely Matt Chanel is involved. Um, but yeah, great finish. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think he gets a title shot next. Uh, he's certainly done more than enough to earn it. Uh, he's one of those guys who I feel like if he sat on his ass long enough, and you know, certain people fall out, certain people you know are are unavailable, certain fights turn out a certain way, he like maybe could just like walk into it. Um, but if the case of that doesn't happen, and he does have to fight again, he doesn't fight super frequently. I think it'll be at least six months before we see him fight again. Uh, and in that time, hopefully, Brandon Royval wrist injury will have cleared up. I think that's a great fight for both guys. And then whoever wins that one should definitely get a title fight. So, fingers crossed, one of these that uh, either Brandon Royval or uh, Matthias Nicolau gets a shot in, in twenty twenty three. Whether it's through fighting each other or, or fighting someone else, both both guys are, are worthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, Royval's wrist injury. We just don't know how long he's gonna be out for. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be that long. So, like. If they're going to pinpoint a specific matchup for like the first quarter of 2023, it's probably that one. But again, it's almost impossible to match make here, not just for him, but for anybody sort of in that top six at 125 right now, because with the whole James Kraus situation and everything going on with Glory MMA and all that stuff, and this new sort of edict the UFC has put down, this ultimatum, if you will, for Glory fighters, like is Brandon Moreno going to fight Davis and Figueredo in January. Is this going to happen? Because if not, will it be Pantoja fighting figgy for the title? Because he told our own Guillermo Cruz he's going to be the backup fighter. I honestly don't know what to do. So I think Roy Val mm. is, is, a good answer, but I just don't know. It's too wild right now. So here's, where <laughs> I'm going to go. I, I, I'm going to go completely different from you. Uh, you're going to get not, no point. I'm not for my answer. So my chief answer is, is just, I'm not taking any points. I'm just going to give you advice. Get a new deal and stay ready. If Alex Perez somehow can't make it to UFC 284, because this man has had a hard time finding his way into an octagon over the last couple of years, Mateus Nicolaou when that phone rings to get a nice flight to beautiful Perth, Western Australia, you jump right on there, you get yourself a seat, you fly in, and you go fight Kai Car France. You go in there and get it done. So sign a new deal, get your money, son. Get those extra buckarinis and keep that phone not on silent because it's going to ring, something weird's going to happen, and you just got to say yes and say, pay me more money and I'll do it. They will, and you will, and big opportunity will come your way. So, yeah, if, if it could be Royval, but I think it's going to be something else. I think he's going to have to answer a call at some point. So, again, maybe I'm overthinking, but that's where I'm at.
0: That'd be amazing. I just hope we're talking about Matias Nicolau more in 2023. I'm a fan of the guy,
1: tough Brazil. You've been high on Bra- him for a while. Tough Brazil never die, man. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, he's really good, and he needed that performance, and thank you, Matt Schnell. I think you're the right guy to, to 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 get him over. Speaking of getting over and being very scary, Sergei Pavlovich might be the scariest man in the UFC's heavyweight division. Maybe even more than Fran Cingano after seeing reactions from fans and different people After watching what he did to the poor face of Tai Tuivasa. Just hamburger meat. Less than a minute. Dropped him a ton. Hurt Tai with like the first strike he threw. I think he hurt Tai just breathing across the octagon. Because that's how scary this dude is. And Bam Bam just so tough. Kept throwing. Was missing wildly. Just full on defensive mode. Pavlovich has made every single strike count. And there's two things that came to mind when this one was over, Ak. One, Pavlovich is a player and a guy who will fight for a title at some point. And two, and I don't know if this is true or not, but this is the first thing that popped into my mind. Poor Curtis Blades. Poor Curtis Blades. Because this guy is just, he's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong to put himself in this position where he's at right now. But he just got blasted out of that position in my opinion because I think Sergei Pavlovich just leaped over Curtis Blades in my eyes. What makes this tough though, my best friend, is he said he needs to take some time off. And I don't know what that means. Is this like, I need to take nine months off? I need to take a year off? I need to get with my team? Like, what does this mean? So that's my hang up in the matchmaking department. But I assume he understands the importance of being ready, especially with everything up in the air right now at heavyweight too. So if he's ready to fight in March or April, if they book... John Jones coming back to challenge Francis Ghana for the heavyweight title and the UFC and France come to terms. I'm ready to give him Cyril Ghana, AK. Okay? Cyril Gann tweeted out, let's go in March. I want to be part of this dance, whatever. If either a little before, during that card, or slightly after that title fight happens and Cyril Gann can fight Sergei Pavlovich, I'm all in, man. I want to see what that looks like. Seems to be a very popular pick. But if he wants to sit out to like the middle of next year... He might find himself in a pretty tough spot. So, I'll play the hopeful game and say positive things are going to happen and we're going to get Sergey Pavlovich versus Cyril God.
0: What say you? Uh, were you saying it was it was it's Blades who said that he's taking time off or or Pavlovich? Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Pavlovich said that. Oh, interesting.
1: He goes, "Yeah, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to take time off and okay. get with my team and figure out what's next." But I don't know anything. Yeah, that could
0: yeah, be anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. This one I did have a lot of trouble with. Uh, first of all, emotionally, Seeing, you know, I, I had pi- I had picked Pavlovich by first-round knockout. I didn't feel good about it. Um, in my predictions, I said, I'm, my heart says tied to Avasa. Like, I'm, I'm not ready for the good times to stop rolling. But my gut was saying Pavlovich. And I'm like, I'm going with my gut. I think Pavlovich knocks him out. And, uh, yeah, I picked first-round KO for Pavlovich. And I'm not celebrating that. I just, it's it's, it's hard to watch. It's just a really tough matchup for Ty. I just think um, swanging and banging is a great style. It works against a lot of people. It works against... Especially against other people who aren't known to be um, one punch, like you know, hammer throwers. Again, look at look at the Derek Lewis and uh, Volkov, for example. Volkov's not like a generally not a one hit killer. You could, if you last long enough, swinging and banging will work. If you're against if you're against someone else who's like an explosive finisher, um, swinging and banging isn't always going to go great. So uh, it did not go Ty's way this time. Again, Sergey is a machine. Just just the classic that classic Ivan Drago prototype, you know. So. Um, this was tough though. Yeah, where do you go now? Um, like I said, you mentioned all those variables Francis Ganu, John Jones, Curtis Blades, Cetal Gone. I want to believe the Blades Gone fight will still happen. I'm pretty stuck on that one. I, I, I imagine some fans are as well, though maybe not after last night. Um, it's just a it's the fight to make. I mean, I, they, they both Blades and Gone deserve that kind of big fight. But yeah, like <laughs> Blades poor guy just other people other people's performances just keep kind of overshadowing him. So, I went with something random. This is more this is definitely a magic wand because the name I picked, I don't know why he would fight Dirty Pavlovich. There's zero reason, but he, he Sergei should get Stepe. He should get Stepe. Like if if he were allowed to pick any opponent that he could fight, he should pick Stepe and he should fight Stepe. Stipe is again. He's a guy who can take all the time off he wants. If they, if they, if that was like floated in his direction, like not sent a contract, but kind of like you know, casually, verbally floated in his direction, I'm sure he'd tell his management, "Nah, I'm good. I'm. I, I don't. Re-. He probably doesn't. He probably barely knows who this guy is. And he's like, I. Why would I fight this guy? He's he, all I see is his record. He's killing people left and right. Yeah, maybe I could beat him. But what do I gain from beating Sergei Pavlovich? As opposed to what Sergei Pavlovich would gain from beating me? And that would be a very fair point if that was his thinking. So um, I don't think it happens. But if I'm. Wa- I had to wave a magic wand here and just say Francis Ganu fights John Jones. Silogan fights Curtis Blades. Sergey gets another top five, gets what's left of the top five, which is TPM Miocic, And uh, that's how. That would be ideally how it would go. But there's heavyweight right now, and nothing is-, nothing is locked in.
1: Yeah. What's weird about the situation is I think Curtis Blades got leaped over in this current top four discussion. Sure. Sure. But if. They can't come to terms with Nganu, Curtis Blades will probably be the first phone call to fight John Jones. It's very yeah, weird right. how this all works. <laughs> very. It's, it's very strange, but everything's in sort of shambles right now. Roman Delite just put the middleweight division in some shambles, wow. AK. This guy, depending on how you define breakout fighter of the year, if you're just looking at it from kind of the Hamzat Shamayev compared to Kevin Holland type situation... Where Alex Pereira probably leans more like Kevin Hahn. Like, we knew who this guy was. We're just waiting for him to break out. And he did so in a big way. Or Roman DeLizze, kind of like Hamza Chamaev, where this dude just came out of freaking nowhere. If you told... Like, AK, if I came on this show, if I did our prediction show, and they were like, Mike, give out your bold prediction. And I said, hey, here's my bold prediction. Roman DeLizze is going to be a top 10 middleweight by the end of 2022. People would have... Asked for my resignation from MMAfighting.com. <laughs> no. They would have. They would have absolutely asked for my resignation. Not saying that Roman couldn't get there at some point, but to go from where he was at to actually being a top 10 guy at the end of the year, no one, would, no one called this. No one called this. He might actually be the breakout fighter of the year, AK. 3-0. Three finishes. This one on short notice against Jack Hermanson. He will be in the MMA Fighting Global Rankings. Come the next cycle, he will be number eight in the UFC middleweight rankings on Tuesday. That finish was incredible. Hermanson literally could do nothing. He couldn't do anything. The calf slicer almost got put in the regal stretch position and then just gets punched (laughs) over and over again. Calls out Hamza Chemaev, A-plus night for Roman Delize. What do we do now?
0: I'm looking at Roman's. You're right. I, I had sort of forgotten how some of his fights before this run had gone. Uh, the John Allen's fight was forgettable. The Trevin Giles fight was so bad. I mean, it was oh so, so horrible. Uh, <laughs> and he lost that fight. That's right. And then the decision went over Stropoli. Now, three straight finishes, three straight performance of the night's. Short notice against Jack Hermanson. It, 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 really smart jumping on that opportunity. Um, well, I didn't think it was that smart at first because I, I had picked Hermanson, so I thought uh, Roman might be running into a bit, a bit of trouble here. But this is how you take the most, make the most of an opportunity, man. Because he totally stole that thunder, like you said. Now is taking a top ten spot, and he's just got this reputation now as an exciting finisher. And that's 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 what you want when you're on ESPN. That's that's the most you can get. That's making the most of your TV time. Uh, okay, this is where I start going into winners and start look, sort of looking at upcoming fights. Um, he is in the top 10, but there are some names uh, around his UFC experience level who I think are a bit higher than him. One of them, Nasruddin uh, Imavov is fighting Calvin Gaslam January 14th. I think either one would be fine. I do want to see him fight Imavov. I think that's the cooler matchup. But even if, if Gaslam, um, who's going to be a big underdog, I don't know if the odds are out, I assume is a big underdog to Imavov. If he somehow guts it out, That'd be a great fight for Delice, another veteran name. Um, I don't think there's any downside to him fighting either of these guys. Even if he lost to Imavov, I think it would be fine. Like I said, Imovov's pretty well regarded as a guy who's like uh, a future title contender. Uh, Delice, before yesterday, wasn't really. Maybe he's there now. But let's put him up against a guy who's kind of got a little more established hype. And see how he fares. So I'm, I'm essentially saying Delice versus Imovov. But again, with respect to Calvin Gaslam, um, Imov does have to beat him first. So I'll just say the I'm not making a prediction of a win. I'm saying the winner of that fight and, and Mr. Delice.
1: AK, we just saw the river on a hypothetical game of Texas Hold'em. And you made a great bet. I mean a spectacular bet. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about it. And I'm actually going to raise you, AK. I'm raising. I'm coming over the top. Because as much as I like that pick, I want to see more. I want to see something bigger for this guy. It's Marvin Vittori. That's my pick. Roman Delizze versus Marvin Vittori. Because that is the... That is the the question we are all going to ask ourselves. Is this guy, Roman Delizze, really good at fighting? Or is he a guy who could be the middleweight champion of the world? I need to know. I need to know if we are just... I want to know what this run means. Are we running towards the belt? Because I feel like if a guy like Roman, if you're going to give him a, if you're going to get him to the belt, you've got to do it now. You've got to push him towards it now because this division's crazy. Especially if Adesanya, if they rematch Adesanya versus Pereira and Adesanya wins back the belt, then I feel like the road's a little bit longer, but with Pereira is the champion. This is an interesting fight. And I want to see if this is just like one of those incredible runs where it's just, out of nowhere, guy becomes a world champion. So I think it's a I think it's a fight that he could get. He's number eight. Vittori's coming off a few a couple of losses. He got dominated by Robert Whitaker. Vittori needs a step back in competition a little bit. Delizze probably needs to step up in competition. Roman deserves this fight. You know, he might not win this fight. He may not even be a top five guy forever, but Roman Delisze might make Roman DeLite might make the shortlist for male fighter of the year, AK. Like, I don't sure. think he's going to be in the top five, but before we actually get into the voting, I think when we put off the list of, like, here's the here's the guys we could choose from, I think Roman's going to be one of those guys. Like, if Has there's a list of 15, 20 guys, he's one of them.
0: 100%. 3-0, three, three finishes. Top 10, be knocks off a top 10 guy. That's it. That, that's a successful campaign. That's a successful 12-month campaign. Um, two, Again, highlight reel, knocking off a notable name. Uh yeah, I I have no problem with. I I'd be, I'd be surprised if he was left off people's uh year end list at this point. Um, the, again, sneaking in that last fight really, again he had a good year already. Sneaking in that last fight really caps it off. It's that it's that it's that real cherry on the Sunday. Uh, I was taken aback, Mike, by the Vittori pick. That's uh that's pretty bold. That's a bold pick, but it is if you're Vittori. He should have been on Twitter, like, last night, like, tweeting out, like, oh, this 100%. Roman Delizzi, yeah, Delizzi- guy's good, but uh, uh, is he really top 10? Like, some light trash talk, you know? Um, because if you're a Tory, this is where you want to be now. You've had a title fight. You fought, you know, Israel Adesanya two times. Um, so, you've, you've, I mean, you only fought him for the title once, but, you know, th- that there's that, that he, I don't know if he'll ever fight Izzy again. Um, so, he might not have to. Like, if the, I don't know if that's that's obviously a fight he wants again, but he might not have to do that to get if he ever wants to fight with Alex Pereira. It might be a different path to Pereira, uh, one that maybe goes through, like you said, another kind of up and comer in Delice. Um, so when you've lost to like some of the top five guys, this is a great way to take someone else's steam because you know, like, yeah, Delice three fight win streak again, one of the we'll say one of the hottest runs of, of 2022. If you're Vittorio and you kick off 2023 by by beating uh, Delice, guess what? Now, now you've taken all that momentum. It's yours again. Now you can go back to calling for another, for another big fight. Um, yeah, I'd like to see how Vittoria and his team handle that, because that would be a really, really smart, kind of sneaky, kind of sneaky way of uh, staying relevant.
1: I mean, you just have to ask yourself one question, Marvin. Do you want to fight André Muniz, or do you want to fight Roman Delize? Do you want to <laughs> fight Roman Delize or do you want to fight Drinkers Duplessis? Make a choice. Because it's probably where you're going, one of those three guys. And mm. I feel like stylistically, Leeds is probably your best bet. But it's still a really tough fight. Not a lot of easy options for 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 a lot for anybody at, at middleweight, including your boy, Eric Anders. Flashes back to the uh, a little bit of the aggressive version of Eric Anders, the man that flew up the rankings early on. He just beat the hell out of poor Kyle Dockus, who probably needs to take a long vacation away from the octagon. I think he came back probably way too soon coming off of the Roman delize finish. Just two brutal knockout losses in a row, but big win for Eric Anders. Needed it a lot. Stopped the two-fight skid. Here's what I'm going with, AK. Let's go storyline here. Recent storyline. Andre Petrovsky beat him in a grappling match earlier this year for, uh, what, Fury Grappling? Well, we just run that one back in the Octagon. I think that makes plenty of sense. Let's do it. What do you got?
0: Wow. Yeah, I just saw that. I just I just made note of that. Okay. Uh I wonder if they would be interested in doing that. Again, I'm going I'm going with the with Well, first let me say about Eric Anders. Uh in my predictions, I I said something like this guy has all the t- has always had all the tools, rarely puts it together. I mean, obviously Saturday night was a night where he did put it together. I don't think I can pick an Eric Anders fight to save my life. Um I think like I picked correctly. The la- I did think I picked him to lose to Park. I definitely picked him to lose to Muniz. Um, other than that, before that, I'm sure it was just a crapshoot of like of fifty fifty, getting it right, getting it wrong. I I, I just never know which Eric Andrews is going to show up. But good for him, uh, a nice guy, and-, and and good to see him get a win over a uh, uh, Kyle Dacos. I had I had picked Dacos, obviously, which is which I'm saying why I-, I can't pick correctly. I'm going with another. I need to see a winner of an upcoming fight. Uh, this fight coming up next week. UFC 282, Chris Curtis, Joaquin Buckley winner, both those guys will probably make a campaign for like a top 10 opponent afterwards, which is is fine, I mean, they might be worthy of it, but as we've kind of said, the top 10 of middleweight is a little bit difficult to crack, which is why we gave Leite so much credit for taking the Hermansen fight, so uh, they could ask for it, they call for it, I don't know if they get a top 10 opponent. Anders has certainly earned a step up in competition, just not all the, not all the way into the top 10. So Curtis and walking Buckley, summer in the top 20, top 25. Um, I say Anders has to mix it up with them for any of those three names can get uh, a top 15, top 10 opponent.
1: Yep. Good one for, for your boy. Phil Rowe, hell of a comeback. He stopped Nico Price in the third. He was about to get 10-8 in that round, almost finished, but you know what? That fight wasn't supposed to be a main card fight. And you know how we feel about gentlemen who miss weight. And there's a new caveat to this rule. If you are asked about your weight miss and then you shrug it off, like the person asking you the question is an idiot. In this case, Jose Young's trying to just ask the man a question. He's just turning, basically verbally turning his back on the birthday boy, Jose Young's. No, I didn't see this. Oh yeah. It's well, it's cause we didn't, we didn't put the video live. Because we all we wanted the answer was to the wait miss. Why did you miss weight? What happened? And Phil just no-sells Jose, poor Jose. And to Jose's credit, the man just kept asking. He kept asking. He kept asking. And by the way, Phil, let me just tell you something. You oh want to know where Jose got that information from that you walked out to your own song? This guy right here. And I told him that, and I sent Jose that song, so he got to listen to it. And he asked you that first question. You were so happy. He, he buttered you up. He buttered you up. And then when he asked the real question... The one we all wanted the answer to, you know, sold them. You know, sold them. So I have no loyalty for you, Phil Rowe. You missed weight. Squad decision. We ain't matchmaking for you, Philly. We move on to the wild card oh, round. You okay with this, AK?
0: Oh, I'm. I'm 100. I I was okay with it before. I I knew about the snubbing. I I did not know that that uh, he had he had denied Jose an answer to a very real and important question. Is this not the second time? <laughs> is this not the second yes. time Phil Rowe has missed weight? Yes. And by the uh, same amount, two and a half pounds. Ryan Cosi.
1: Yep. Mm, like got to fix that. With I, fix that. I'm half I'm half joking about that little rant that I went on. Uh, I thought Phil looked great. I think he's got something here. He's got to figure this weight stuff out, though. You got to yeah. figure out this weight. Because he's
0: not a middleweight. He's not a middleweight. Like, I look at no. him like, he's not a middleweight. But he's such he's a not tall.
1: A, I don't know if he's a welterweight a either. Ultimate. It's so this, weird. 175 is, would actually be perfect I know. For him.
0: This is why 175 should exist for guys like Phil Rowe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage
1: guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at HyperRice.com. But now we're going to go to the wild card. We'll select one fight. Now, Phil, we might pick you for the wild card. You are in place for the wild card. You are eligible. Absolutely. We can pick any fighter that we have not match made for yet, and we can do it now. So where did you land with AK? I got to go with
0: JSP, Jonathan Pierce. Uh, very impressed. Very impressed by him. Um, again, Darren Elkins, I, I, you know, I said, I said, I didn't think he'd be able to put Darren Elkins away, uh, but I thought he'd also put on a good performance. So I was happy to hear that that was the case. Uh, he's, I, and I was like, I was like, John when I was thinking about it, I was like, Jonathan Pierce doing pretty well. Right. And he's on a five fight win streak undefeated since dropping back down to a one forty-five. There was that loss to Joe Lazan and his UFC debut and, uh, no shame in losing to JLo. And, uh, also again, at a different weight class. So. 145. Uh, he's got wins over Kaka a good one. Makawana Amirkani, Darren Elkins. He's on a nice run. He's he's probably overdue for a step up. Though I, I shouldn't say that. Darren Elkins was the step up. Um, he still has to you know battle a little bit more. Featherweight is so deep. Uh, so I'm gonna give him a step up. But again, one more time, I need I need to see the winner of an upcoming fight. In this case, the Juliana rosa Alex Casares fight coming up December 17th. I think. Again, like I said with Curtis and Buckley, I'm sure if Arosa won that fight, he'd want a little bit more of a step up in competition. Same with Caseras; Caceres has just been around for so long, you know, he probably thinks he's worthy of top fifteen, top ten guy. I'm not convinced for either of them. I'm not convinced for John the Pierce yet either. So keep all three of these guys in the mix. One of those guys wins. Oh, sorry, whoever emerges victorious from those three names, then in 2023 we're talking uh, top fifteen. You know, getting, getting
1: giving them a ranked opponent. I like that pick. Um, yeah. Good performance of JSP. Did what he needed to do. I I hate to be this guy, but I I don't want to watch Darren Elkins fight anymore. Mm. That broke my heart. And almost, to me, JSP looked so good in that fight. It almost, watching Darren Elkins fight and just watching it all play play out the way that it did, it almost took away from the performance because it just made me feel so terrible. It was just so tough to watch. And I just, I'm sorry, Darren. I, I don't want to see you take any more damage. I don't want to see it. This fight was not close for one second. And the way Darren has gotten himself over with just his grit and his toughness, like the fans get behind him and they get into it and he fires them up and and they love him. But he just gets thumped. He got thumped on Saturday. This was bad. It could have been back to back 10, 8 rounds. Like if they scored that fight 30, 25, I wouldn't have had any issue with that whatsoever. It's just bad. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see it anymore. So, can
0: we say that though on the prelims that uh, even on the whole card, uh, the the more experienced you know up, people fighters who are up there in experience did pretty well overall. Yeah, good I picked Michael
1: the, Johnson to win and he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of us though. did. A
0: lot of us said like that's a great like people. I don't know what the odds were. I imagine slightly in Chikyze's favor. I'd have, to, I'd have to take a look at it. Um, or maybe he wasn't. No, he was. Uh, oh, he was definitely wow. a favorite. Wow, minus three thirty. I'm just looking at topology. Okay, that's a huge favorite. Um, but yeah. Jed had said it in his gambling preview. I would said it before. I'm like, I'm like, this is a really good matchup for Johnson because Chikyze, the one we've seen lately, is a, does a lot of wrestling, wins his fights that way. You can't really dominate Michael Johnson like that unless you're like Habib or something. He's pretty good at. Uh, I'm trying sure to forget some other names too, but for the most part, pretty good at not getting dominated in the ground. Um, and he's always been a good striker. So we said that was that was a good matchup. But yeah, Michael Johnson, Angela Hill, uh. Uh, Clay Guida winning a split, uh, not I'm, I'm I'm understand not particularly controversial. I saw him made decisions. Every media member scored it for Guida, so I don't I don't know if that was a if that split was a uh, was a bad call. And then of course Stephen Thompson the main event and Rafael dos in the co-main. So a lot of these fighters with like tw- oh like twenty to thirty uh, UFC fights under their belt did really well again except for Darren Elkins. So um, hopefully for Darren. There's either, uh, like you said, Mike, may- maybe thoughts of retirement, or at least gets gets a bit a bit of rest before coming back, and maybe having a plan to kind of end his career on a, on a nice run, and, and maybe no more, uh, you know, no more living up to his nickname so much.
1: Yeah, maybe Damian Maya can become a featherweight. And you could fight him because I'm okay sure. with that. If Damian just takes it down, and chokes him, or whoever this person is, I'm cool with that. I just don't want to see Darren Elkins get punched ever again. It's just mm. too sad. Mm. The Tom Levy versus Kanye West is probably the easiest great. pick. Yep. Uh, I'm not going there, obviously. <laughs> I'm going with uh with, with the woman who kicked off the card. Yasmin, Ooh. you're a guy. What a performance against Estella Nunes. I loved everything about this fight. One, because the finish was incredible. Yasmin looked great. The crowd was behind her. They got something with her. But the thing I like the most about it is that Estella Nunes cracked her in the first round and dropped her. And had her in some trouble, and she overcame it, battled back, stole the momentum, and it got her out of there. It was a hell of a performance. I want to give her a step up. I'm not going to go crazy with this because I think you have something. She's 23. She's got a long way to go. Vanessa Demopoulos, okay? Yeah. Let's do Vanessa no- Demopoulos. I think that's perfect. Demopolis won three fights in a row. This is a a, a pretty quality step up. I'm in. Let's let's go that route. And we'll see how she does. A loss doesn't hurt her. I feel like uh Yargi wins that fight anyways. So let's let's go that route. I think I I think that's where I'm going.
0: Yeah, and, and demo herself is in that range where we're like, you know, she's getting some intrigue, she's getting some buzz, she got some good gimmicks, great appearance in the MMA hour, um, she has got a win streak going, but we don't, we still don't know. I think with her, is, is she actually someone who could be a top fifteen fighter? I've heard a lot of doubts. I've heard a lot of again, a lot of people saying, oh, you know, it's cute that she does, she has that that the uh, the backstory and the jumping to the the arms after, but you know, and she's on a she's winning. Is she someone who could, you know, really fight with like the the Angela Hills, the Tisha Torres, the Michelle Wattersons, the McKenzie, you know, could she go? And I don't know. I honestly don't know. She, she is a bit of a late starter to MMA. Um, so you do think there's maybe an uh, some sort of athleticism gap there that she might not overcome. But you put her in there with with a Yasmin Haragi and uh, uh, like I said, Haragi is a blue chipper. And uh, yeah, and she needs to be tested as well. So I don't know, if, again, beating Vanessa Dimopoulos rockets her up the rankings, but at this stage of your UFC career, it's just it's just a nice test. And if she goes three and zero, then we're really talking about like, oh, how do we how do we plan for this uh, for this fighter to to someday um, get a title shot?
1: Do we have any extracurriculars? Do we have anybody we, bragging about successful picks or anything like that?
0: You know, I'll, I'll have to go like again. I didn't have a chance really to look over a lot of the submissions we got here, but I will shout out. I think it was the Watts Riot on Twitter who reminded Jed and I because Jed and I were talking about RDA uh, on the previous show. Uh, or was the way anyway? any one of the shows and just kind of talking about like oh what's what what could we do with him you know if he beats why, why is he fighting brian Barberina? what's his plan or like what's he gonna do like stay at 170 fight like a neil Magny? and then we've forgotten and i had even said something like why would he fight neil Magny? like that's a tougher matchup than brian Barberina. and i totally forgotten rda had already pretty handily taken care of uh neil magne when they fought at when was this a while ago uh, you know uh september 2017 UFC 215 again, one of those rematches. Like, yeah, you could book it. I don't think it would go that differently. I I think we know Magny has some grappling deficiencies. We know how good Artie um, is and with the grappling and submissions. So it might look a little different, but I'm not that interested in it. So yeah, I totally forgot that fight happened. So uh, shout outs to the Watch Riot on Twitter for um, just giving us a little a little nudge, a little nudge reminding us that, that happened.
1: Do you want to disclose?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, hopefully some you guys out there can can get these auto points by having the own ol- being the only person to pick a fight i don't think that's going to happen this week i think a lot of people were in lockstep just from what i was seeing uh please guys pay attention matching up fighters in different weight classes guys who have fought already recently like at least just throw a two or mention a rematch so i know you know that they fought um don't be like me and jed with uh, with RDA and magni uh notable injury that's going to keep them out for like a year or longer or just you know that we do- could be you know Pay attention to that stuff, guys. Uh, fighters who are released hard to keep track of. Fighter could already be booked, usually easy to keep track of. Uh, fighters who are teammates, etc. Just guys, just just take a little care with your picks, please. Uh, your might be do do, and we don't want to read it. A little additional rule this week, of course, in the wake of recent events. Uh, maybe, maybe we're going to stay away from booking James crus affiliated fighters for now because uh, we don't know. We still that's, that situation is still developing, and we don't know if fighters who train under him. Will even be allowed to compete at UFC events in the near future. I mean, sorry, I should say we know they won't be allowed to compete in the, there in the near future. Uh, I'm just, talk- but further down the road, we also don't know. So, um, just you know, just keep be careful with that, guys.
1: Yeah, it's 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 very very strange. Uh, we saw reports that Jeff Molina is no longer fighting Jimmy Flick. Um, yes, I do have a source that told me that that is accurate information, and I see a lot of fighters sort of calling out. Uh, flick for the comeback But I just saw Mohamed Mahayev Call him out Which Golly Sign me the hell up For that fight That'd be just ridiculous uh, And I'm just kind of Julian Marquez Supposed to fight December 17th Against Jaron Win. So we don't know What's going on there Obviously Brandon Moreno Is a big name And there's There's many many others So We'll see what happens Let's get into the picks We'll start with Robbie Ryan Good day you blokes Here we go Phil Rowe Eliza Zaleski Eric Anders Versus Julian Marquez As we just mentioned Win or lose Against Jaron Wynn Deleuze versus the loser of Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland, and, and for some reason I forgot this fight was even happening, but it is happening, December seventeenth, <laughs> the main event. Yeah. Pavlich Blades, Tuivasa, Tommy Aspinall, when Aspinall is ready to come back, I don't mind that one. Yeah. Nicola versus the Car France Perez winner for the next title shot after Pantoja. RDA versus an Irishman, not McNuggets, but Ian Gary. Wow. I saw oh. this a couple of times. RDA versus Ian Gary. I have no interest in this. I not don't right like now. that. For,
0: I don't like that for Ian Gary at all. I'm not saying he it's, couldn't win it, but boy, I mean, that's,
1: uh, I don't yeah. like that at all. No, don't do that. Barbarina versus Laleach. Wonder Boy versus the Neil Rachmaninoff winner. I mean, we just saw Jeff Neil. We saw him fight Jeff Neil not long ago. We already, we've already we already played that one, and I have no interest in watching Wonder Boy fight Shafkat Rachmaninoff. At any point, point. And, and now that it's Kev-
0: Wonder Boy, now that it's Wonder yeah. i tell you.
1: <laughs> Unless Rachmanov has the title and Wonderboy somehow gets there, that's the only time that that fight is acceptable. Right. right. And then Kevin Holland versus Jorge Masal. Shout out to the Australian Kangaroos winning the Rugby League World Cup, beating Samoa in the final. And, and, and hey, making the making the the knockout round
0: of uh, the World Cup that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Shout,
1: Wait, shout um, out to Aaron,
0: shout out to Aaron Mui of Celtic FC by the way one of my, one of my beloved Celtics uh, in the World Cup. Well, no, no longer in the World Cup.
1: Oh boy! Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. It's Dad Jackson time.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Oh man, let's see what we got here. Sorry, he Please. avoided
0: he avoided a permanent ban last last time. So,
1: yeah, he's he, this. He's still on probation, but we'll see how he does here. Yasmin Yergi versus Loopy Godinez. I don't know how I feel about that. No. No, I don't know.
0: That's it. That's all I was saying. (laughs) There's better matchups for Lupi right now.
1: And, yeah, and for Yasmin. They're both Mexican fighters. I don't know if we want to put them together. No, I don't love it. Francis Marshall versus Steven Peterson. JSP versus Cub Swanson if he goes back to 145. If not, give him Mike Trezano. Michael Johnson versus Matt Frivola. I wouldn't mind a rematch with Malarkey if he heals up soon either. Hmm. Guida versus Natan Levy. A little lazy, I know. Phil Rowe versus Muslim Salakoff. I actually kind of like that one. Guida versus Natan Levy would be so random.
0: That'd That's like strange. every Clay Guida fight these days.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Eric Anders, Caio Baraglio. the a sure. Fluffy Hernandez. I don't love this one because Roman, you're. So, hey, Roman, you're a top ten UFC middleweight, so let's throw you in there with Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, who's a fine fighter, but he's like the thirtieth ranked fine fighter. That's just He's, yeah. That's unfair. Come on, <laughs> Pavlovich, Curtis Blades, Nicolao, Muhammad Makhayev. Interesting.
0: Oh wow, we're doing that to Nikolau, or I vice feel like versa. That's would... unfair. But I would watch it's it. I would watch it.
1: I would watch it. If Nikolau's not going to get a guy like Royval, Makhayev's probably the best option for him. Right? It's probably next. Honestly, yeah,
0: probably next. Yeah.
1: RDA versus Randy Brown. Kind of love the McGregor fight, even though it won't happen. Wonderboy, Michelle Pajada, Kevin Holland versus Chaos Williams. Dad Jackson, I'm not ready to take you fully off probation, but you're good. You're good. No banning. Yep. No nothing like that. Uh, Chris London, that was fun. Holland versus Rockmonov. Neil loser. RDA versus Phil Rowe. Oh, that might be some ample punishment.
0: <laughs> and it would kind of miss. it would kind of fit RDA's, like we said, somewhat like aimless matchmaking. Again, Jed kept questioning, "Why is he fighting Brian Barberina?" Like as far as rankings purposes, and I'm like, it doesn't have any rankings purposes. It's just it is just staying busy. Winnable fight, collecting paychecks, Phil Rowe would be right in that. If you're Phil Rowe though, I mean what an honor that would be to fight RDA after missing weight.
1: Barbarina versus Ian Gary. I'm o- I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, more that's, more that's, really,
0: that's really that's really good. Who is this? That's uh, Chris London. Chris London, that's really good. That's, that's really
1: good. That's 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 really good. I like that. Nick Nicola Royval. Alright, now we get some doo doo. We, we we start with a compliment and now we go back. Matchnell versus Tetsuro Tyra. Doodoo Tyra booked February 4th Jesus Santos Aguilar Come on Chris this Is Chris London Still This is still Chris London Come on Chris, London. Chris London. London You didn't know You didn't
0: know About the Tatsuro Tyra Hold on. Uh, Jesus Santos Aguilar matchup On February 4th At uh, In South Korea How'd you Come on man Come on still, Everyone's still talking about it. Everyone's Everyone's talking about it It's still Doodoo
1: It is doodoo. Uh yeah. Oh my god This might be The biggest Doodoo pick I've ever seen No Wait a minute! Now I'm confused. He he just he put Do, he put Delizze versus Dacus, which is just finable. <laughs> I should fine you two auto points. But then like four spots down, it says Dacus versus TreShaun Gore. I, I, it's the holidays, so I'm gonna go with the Dacus TreShaun Gore pick because you can't possibly mean Deleuze versus Dacus. You did can't he mean, mean that. wait?
0: Did he mean Deleuze versus Anders? Oh, uh, maybe Th- that has to be. Yeah, they de- he definitely meant like, like this. Definitely, says okay. Dacus. This is Docus This Dodo. Okay, okay. But I think he meant Anders. I, I think I think he meant Anders.
1: Yeah, Docus versus Trishon Gore. Fine. That's Hill still do do versus-
0: because you got to just give You, you got to correct yourself. But I, I'm pretty sure they meant delete versus Anders.
1: <laughs> it is the holidays. Uh, Hill versus Dern. Dakody versus Yurgi. Not bad. I actually don't mind that one. Guida versus Mike Davis. Johnson versus Matt Frivola. Levy versus Jai Herbert. JSP versus Bill Algio. Francis Marshall versus Charles Rosa. All right. Fine effort. C minus. John Ray. Mad respect <clears throat> to Kevin's corner. to the real MVPs. Yasmin versus Cardalosi. Johnson versus Jim Miller. Win or lose. Guida versus Pichel. Hill versus Watterson. Gomez two. Roe versus Fialio. Don't mind that one. That's not bad. I feel like Roe's beyond. I feel like Roe kind of surpassed Fialio, though. And I feel like Roe would do to Fialio what his last two opponents have kind of done to him. Delizade versus the Till de Plessy winner. I like that. Pavlovich versus Gon. Nicolau versus... Oh, no. Nicolau versus the Royval Albazi winner. Boo. Doo-doo. Royval is out of that fight. Uh, Albazi now fighting Alessandro Costa. Come on now. RDA versus Nick Diaz. I hope he gets the Connor fight, though. Holland versus D-Rod. That's probably the fight to make for Holland, if we're being honest. Thompson versus Magny, if Magny wins. Against Gilbert Burns. Thompson loses. versus Magny. Yeah, that's not bad. Magny's fighting Gilbert, so we'll see what happens. Toby, Wonderboy, Mazdal to Holland Pereira, RDA McGregor, Barbarina Griffin, Nicola Royval, Matt Chanel versus Tim Elliott, Pavlovich gone. I'm trying to find some new ones. Delize versus Derek Bronson. What do you like? What do you think about that one?
0: Uh, it makes sense. I'm not the like the biggest fan of the fight. The guy you replaced, um, depending who would I guess depending on the situation. Like, because I almost feel like, and this might not be fair to Derek Brunson. Like, you take a guy's spot, you beat their opponent, you kind of also take their spot. Uh, he's not gonna take Derek's spot, run spot in the rankings, but it's like you shouldn't have to fight that guy. It, it, it maybe, maybe 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 Roman Delete would want to. Maybe he wants to keep building up his resume. Derek Brunson is another top 10 guy. He's higher ranked. Uh, higher ranked. He's higher, I, b- I believe on most uh, in the UFC rankings and in our rankings yeah. and on most of our ballots, he's higher he's higher rankings. So, yeah, if you're saying maybe you look at it as I want to. Yeah, uh, by beating Hermanson, I have earned a fight with Derek Brunson. So, I take back my initial negative reaction. I think there's there's a logic to
1: that. Anders Haas, Ro Barono, Hilviana, Guida, Neto BJJ. Johnson, Hack Hakparast JSP, Tukagoff. I don't even know what's going on with Tukagov at this point. I like
0: that pick, though. I have them I have them close together in my rankings, so that, that's about the right spot, yeah.
1: Levy, Zayim, Yerugi, Dino, Dimopoulos. Let's see. Marcus, also on the Thompson-Mazadol train. Anything new here? Anything new? Roman, Dolidze Andre Muniz. Eric Anders, Hadolfo, Vieta. Yerugi versus Pinheiro. Gerard. Kevin Holland versus Francisco Trinaldo. RDA versus Sean Brady, Connor will fight Chandler, Eric Anders versus Petrosian, Phil Rowe versus Michael Morales upon Morales' recovery, Angela Hill versus Pinero, Clay Guida versus the Patty Pimblett versus Jared Gordon winner. What do you think about that? It gets eyes.
0: No, no, no. I just feel like like I feel like they want to say Clay Guida versus Patty Pimblett, but they're you know, they're abiding by the rules and kind of like just you know, not not skipping over um and certainly not wanting to disrespect uh, Jared Gordon. I think that's a fun fight for... Pa- that, for me, that's a win or lose. That's a win or lose. Patty Pimblett, Clay Guida would be like kind of a cool fight. But I think if Jared Gordon wins, like... Know, Jared Gordon... Yeah, I guess Jared Gordon, Clay Guida could happen. But I find Pimblett versus Guida more interesting regardless of how that fight with uh, with Jared Gordon goes.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... Jared, I, I love you. And I say this because I love you. I don't like this pick at all. Just... This is not good. This is just not a good pick, at least in my eyes. Pat, if Patty beats Jared Gordon, he's fighting a rank guy next. There is just no doubt about it. He's not going all the way back to fight Clay Guida. It, it's just not happening. He's a and legend. It's a legend. The loser, now, the loser of this fight, fighting Clay Guida, I am cool with, but the winner, Patty's fighting, Patty's fighting like Jalen Turner if he wins, if he beats Jared Gordon, or he's getting a like the Connor fight or something. Like it's gonna be. Either he's fighting a, a fellow up-and-comer, they're going to do like the Molly McCann, Aaron Blanchfield type of thing, or they're just going to do something completely weird and out of the box and try to sell pay-per-views. So, no, I don't love it, but I, I appreciate your effort. Michael Johnson versus Tony Ferguson, two at 55 or 70. JSP versus Sabatini. Yergi versus Maria Oliveira. Francis Marshall versus Ricky Tercios. That might be like the wackiest fight in <laughs> UFC history. <laughs> That's be shared. Hold on. Are they even the
0: same weight class? I don't know a lot about France Marshall. Was he a was he a bantamweight before? No, he's just a featherweight, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Ricky's a bantamweight. Unless yeah, he took his he last did. fight at unless he took his last fight at 135 145,
1: which I don't think he did. I think you're right. That's what I thought. Bantamweight! Doo well, do. Du- because- du- well, maybe they just book it. Who the hell knows? I'd watch it. That just Do. Be weird and fun. Two. <laughs> <Do. laughs> Last one, Harry Dewaskin, Yergi Demopoulos, Marshall Camelwell, Kirk, Levy, Rafael Alves, JSP Venata, Johnson, Jai Herbert, Guida Frivola, Angela Hill, Marita Rodriguez, Phil Rowe versus D-Rod. Do you have anything new here? Another Nikolay Makaev. No one really is available for him. RDA Gunner Nelson, Holland Nico Price, Wonder Boy versus Muslim Salakoff, aka the King of Karate versus the King of Kung Fu. Oh, it has oh. to be
0: done. It has to be done.
1: If Wonder Boy loses his next fight, you have to book that fight. <laughs> but that's <laughs> it. a
0: lot. Of, there's a lot of fun fights for for Wonder Boy still. I know I know he was on the whole like I still want to fight for the title tip, but given his style, like he's again he took he takes some damage some 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 fights, but otherwise he's pretty good at avoid like for the most part the majority of his fights. Um and I know yesterday was uh, sorry Saturday was a competitive one a tough one.
1: Go he's, for he's, him, I, my I think I'm just saying I'm just so saying I'm I think
0: he I'm saying I think he could fight like for another like 2 or 3 more years.
1: I think so too. And, and, Boy and doesn't like, he doesn't yeah. need to fight. He just likes it. Yeah. He's a sicko. <laughs> he's twisted. He's a sicko. He's a twisted sicko. Uh
0: okay, okay. Uh, I got I got a few here. I don't know if I can read everyone. Uh but let's go to our newbies first. We got three new names on Twitter. Alex McAdam. Sounds like a fake name. Uh welcome to the party, pal. We got uh Steven Thompson Padetta, I love that. RDA Dan Hooker at fifty five and McGregor at 170. Let me say, by the way, I had no problem with him calling out McGregor. I I think Mike, I think RDA is trying to correct the timeline. I think ever since that fight with McGregor didn't happen. It's, we've been in like a final destination situation like that. All the horrible things that have happened over the last, what was it, six years ago are because that fight didn't happen. Is that a ripple effect? There, he, th- that fight was supposed to happen and everything would have gone on as normal. He probably would have beaten McGregor. McGregor mania still happens, but, you know, it's, it's, it looks a little different. Maybe it takes a little bit longer. Still happens. McGregor still becomes a massive, massive, massive star. Um, but maybe, maybe were just everything is just, just a little off kilter because that fight never happened. So, RDA, I applaud you. For trying to close close the loop, to end the chaos.
1: I don't understand why people had any problem with that call out. Because they still like think it's I'm gonna already, happen. I, just think a, it's a that's, that's, I think it's a waste. I think
0: it's a waste. I think it's a waste.
1: But it's still possible. Like it's uh, there is a chance they put that fight together. Like mm-hmm. there is that fight makes sense. Like Delize fighting Shamayev, I love the call out, but there's zero chance that fight happens. That fight makes literally no sense right now. You can RDA McGregor makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense because of the story may not be like the most fun stylistic matchup for McGregor's return, but it's a very realistic fight to make. It just depends Mm -hmm. on what the UFC is looking at. If I'm RDA, like if, if, if someone called me on the phone and said, how you doing, man, I would say good. Conor McGregor. I would just say his name over and over again. Until you get that fight, you may make not that your it, out, your out your outgoing
0: voicemail. Just your outgoing voicemail is just Conor McGregor.
1: Buy a suit that is threaded in Conor McGregor's name over and over again, just like Conor has the Fu suit. MJF wore the Better Than You suit on AEW on Wednesday. Get one of those suits that says Conor McGregor on it.
0: Keep doing it. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I I'm I'm all for it. Let's make this... Yeah, let's make this... The, 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 the history is there. Uh, keep going with Alex McAdam here. Nikolov versus Amir Al-Bazi. If he wins on the 17th, uh, Paolo versus Gond. lead say till DDP winner. Till DDP winner, yes, okay. Anders for Trojan. Roe, Gary. Michael Johnson, Hack Press, Guida, Klein. Thank you, Alex. Uh, at Mr. Guy MMA. The illustrious Mr. Guy MMA. Uh, just a few picks here. Angela Hill, Mackenzie Dern. I know you mentioned that one already. RDA, Mosvidal. And another Marshall Charles Rosa vote. Okay. And another first timer at Ben Gons. Oh, one. Aught uh, no picks. Wonder Boy, Masvidal, already McGregor, even though I don't think it'll happen. I know. Uh, again, another Nicolau versus uh, Albazi If Albazi wins, probably versus gone Roman versus uh, Robocop Tavares winner. Yeah. Okay. And says, uh, your, <laughs> your show is sick. Hopefully my picks aren't shit. Uh, <laughs> uh so- <laughs> <laughs> Alkin's should sure retire, but not if he needs to get to the Vanderlay. Uh, Vanderlei. Not if he needs to get the Vanderlei facelift because he started bleeding ten seconds into the fight. Kind of what, what you've been uh, what you've been saying, Mike. Uh let's talk about some of our regulars here. Barry O'Reilly. What's up, Barry? What's going on? Uh Haragi versus Watterson Gomez. Marshall versus Sean Woodson. Uh oh, we got a little dude here. Levy versus Mogley Benitez. Come on, guys. Mogley is fighting Jim Miller. GSP versus. Edson Barbosa. Oh. Too soon, Mike?
1: Yeah, well, probably.
0: Barry is on the Guida versus P- Patty win or lose. Uh, so, some people, if you, I'll, I'll let you know, Mike. Some people are talking about See who else is on there. Uh, what else we go? Uh, another Roe versus Gary. Maybe that is the way to go. Uh, Delize versus Anjimuniz. Muniz. Delizze has no reason to. I mean, he probably would, but should not take that fight right now uh Steven Thompson Michelle Pereira of course of course of course Chris Martin says we call this the Wonder Dog edition of Otno I'm okay with it. uh Thompson versus Neil Magny winner lose versus Burns right okay uh Holland Michelle Holland Michelle Pereira there's that RDA Michael Chandler I'm totally into that Eric Anders versus Ian Heinish Mike Mike, uh, Mike Ian Heinish is still in the UFC correct I believe so yeah okay I'm I I I'm surprised they haven't been matched up, or maybe they have not I forgot. Michael Johnson, Vince Bouchel. What else we got in here? A lot, of, a lot of interesting little picks here. Uh, Francis Marshall versus T.J. Brown, Eric Silva loser. Okay, interesting picks. Thanks, Chris. Oren Sleepwalker. Just a few here. Thompson versus Matthews versus Matthews versus Matthew Semmelsberger. Winner. Uh, that's a bit a little too far down. I think, Mike. Right. Even if Jake, even if, let's say Jake Matthews won, Jake Matthews is on a little bit of a run. I think that's. I don't think Wonder Boy would be interested in fighting Jake Matthews.
1: Eh? Um, uh, probably not right now. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work out. Frances is that Marshall. fight happening?
0: Uh, let me take a look. It sounded weird to me. I, I, as I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, what is that?" Um, it is happening. Yeah, it's it happening
1: December seventeenth. That's right. Yeah. That's There's right. Too many fights.
0: There's too many fights. Matthews versus Matthew. Uh, thank you, Oren. Uh, four Corner Sports, NY. Anything new here? Yeah, they also see the Wonder Boy rematch or sure. RDA versus Michael Kiesa Did we not see this? Fi- Am I crazy? No, this fight hasn't happened. It has happened. It has not happened. Which one? Happen. A- oh yeah, we did see this fight happen. RDA and Kesa.
1: Oh yeah, we yeah.
0: Oh uh, unanimous decision win for Kesa. Oh Four Corner Sports, NY. That is doo doo, my friend. That is I stepped a- right in it.
1: 2016 that fight happened?
0: That is uh more recent twenty twenty. Oh 2020. my god, you're right. Yeah, I know. It felt uh, Yeah, I, honestly sorry. I, I <laughs> oh,
1: bad pick. I vaguely
0: remembered it happened. I just, that's that's due. Stepped right I stepped right into it. <laughs> oh, I like this more. I like this more than Nicolau. Uh Schnell versus Mikhaev. I get he's coming I get Schnell is like I don't want. I'm not. He's not like a job guy. I don't want to say he's a job guy, but he does kind of fit that mold of what Jed is always talking about, like a guy who. he wins fights in exciting ways, sure. But when he loses, he kind of loses in exciting ways too. He kind of puts the other guy, gives the other guy like a little bit of a rub, and maybe that's what Makhayev needs after some, you know some some pretty nice performances. But you know, just a little a little more for the highlight reel, a little more for the highlight reel. I
1: like it.
0: Yeah, Ty versus the Jairzinho, uh, Chris Dacus winner. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, what else we got here? Eric Andrews, Bruno Silva. I thought about that. I love that matchup. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Clay Guida, Michael Johnson. Two. I don't mind it, but wasn't that fairly recently? That wasn't long ago. That that was... They fought,
1: right?
0: These guys fight that so 20... much. i Was that
1: 2020? I thought it was? That
0: was... I'm looking at 2021. So uh, okay, there's been like a bunch of fights since because both guys are so active, but. February 2021 that's not like so far away I need to see it again but I mean it could happen it could happen Sure. Uh, with the way both fighters in the main event looked I don't see either fighting until give or take March 4th the March 4th pay-per-view timetable for Wonderboy Masvidal 2 makes sense Pavlovich might be the real deal Um, so anyone uh, uh, might be able to put the lights out just about anyone in the heavyweight division even names like Ngannou and John Jones so four corner sports very high on Sergei Pavlovich and I don't think you're wrong uh Thomas Collins, GSP versus Jack Shore for Shore's featherweight debut. Ooh, that's a tough test. That is a tough test. And they're with me on the delete save versus Gastelum email winner. So thanks, Thomas. Uh just a few more here. Marcus McGahee. Marcus, what do you call this show? What do you call the show? It's a wonderful life edition. Okay. Love it. I'm into that. Another call for Wonder Wonderboy Mouse Vidal 2. Mike, it looks like it looks like there's a groundswell swell for Wonder Boy Mouse Vidal 2. It's,
1: it's the right fight.
0: Yeah. No one's going to play no one's going to. I think they're, think they're thinking the same way you are as well. Yeah, uh, it's a crystal ball pick here. Angela Hill versus Karolina Kovalkovic. uh Angela Hill wants it. Angela Hill wants to fight Carolina. She's she's mentioned it before. She mentioned it again on Saturday. Uh, I definitely see that fight. That's a good magic. That magic. Uh, magic one. That's a good uh, crystal ball pick, Marcus. I think. Um, I think you might be getting a point there. Uh, let's move on to Francesco, our, our big Italian fan. Is it lazy to pick Thompson versus RDA? Mike, is it lazy to pick Thompson versus RDA?
1: No. I don't like but it.
0: I think, yeah, I, I don't think R D is grappling is too is a little bit too much for him. Yeah. Um, delete save Vittori. There you go. Perfect pick. Well done. Your you uh, Let's best go, friends you and, you and Francesco. Uh, Hayes the third. Hayes, thank you. I wish I could read all this. Uh, he's always writing these thought out, well thought out messages. Uh, Wonder Boy, man, what a great fight! Critical of the main event, but it was definitely just flat out wrong. Glad we got to see vintage Wonder Boy. I picked the winner of this fight for Poirier. Uh, and it was a bit of a Scattergories play, but I'm sticking with it. Oh, I'd love to see Wonderboy get a somewhat money fight. I'd also love to see Dustin have a fight with no bad blood attached to it. That's true. Neither of them would be too, to fi- too pumped to face a grappler. Dustin has also wanted to fight at 170. I see this as an outside-the-box fight. That makes sense once you think about it. Also, I feel like it would definitely be a fun fight to watch. could easily be the featured fight, or even a co-main pay-per-view. Co-main on a pay-per-view. Mike, Wonderboy, Borea? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Hmm. That sure. Chore. Sure. I feel, that pick made me feel good inside.
1: Mazadol next. You could do that anytime, but at some point I would, I would actually like to see what a wonder boy does a would look like, and it would just be a fun build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. I don't know if it's right now, but someday for sure.
0: Uh, Hayes is also all in on you with Michael Johnson and Jim Miller regardless of the result with Benitez surprised to see these two haven't fought yet yeah I think a lot of us are I think I had to double check Mike when you mentioned it Uh, at pike putt was at Amway live from Amway Thompson versus Demolador RDA Chandler 170 Nicolau versus cap Dvorak winner I don't like it didn't Nicolau beat both those guys already (laughs) didn't he just beat Dvorak and then he beat Nicolau a few fights ago yeah, he just beat DeVarc for Chanel, and then he won a, a close fight with Menel Kopp, uh March 2021. Dax, that's a. you know what? You're at Amway. You're not, you know, you're not checking your the, the database and everything, but that is a prime doo-doo pick. That is stinky doo-doo. He's beaten, he has beaten both guys. There's no reason he, he should have to fight either guy. He'll fight Kopp again someday, maybe. The first fight was kind of controversial, but I didn't think it was like a robbery or anything. Uh, Fire Marshall versus Air Jodin for the Air Nomads. There's a little uh, avatar reference for you, uh, you uh, nerds out there. And uh, he met uh, Gregory Rodriguez. Way to go, Dax. Good for you. Met uh, Met Robocop. Uh, a couple more here. This is from oh gosh, this person who doesn't have a they don't have a, a name uh, so at someone's online, and so their name is just a yawning emoji. Wonderboy Boy Masvidal. There's another one. Holland Pereira. Uh, Nicolau versus Kai Car France. After he beats Perez, so he's calling a shot. He's saying Kai Car France uh, that that fight with Perez will happen. Fingers crossed for Alex Perez, but Perez will lose, and Nicolau should fight uh, Kai Car France. I'm okay with that. And last one here, let's go to Ryan Doherty. Uh Ryan Doherty. Anders versus Gepka Borallio, Roe versus Gary, so all of that. Pavlovich versus Gon. <laughs> Nikolau versus your Boy, the Raw Dog, Roy Val. <laughs> RDA versus Connor. Um Wonderboy versus Barbarina. I don't I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. But makes if you it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I don't want to end on a negative vibe, so I will say for Ryan, if if you're Wonder Boy, it's a pretty low risk fight. I think Wonder Boy beats Brian Barberina nine nine times out of 10, 49 times out of I don't know how you want to phrase it, but uh, it's just a really really good matchup for for Thompson. So, if he was looking to stay busy, and again just rack up wins and put on potentially exciting fights against other strikers, that might work, but um, it would be a bit strange.
1: I will I'll say this this fight is this fight is in play sometime this fight is in play for whenever Wonder Boy loses again I'll say that
0: sure oh I'm sorry I forgot my Instagram guys real quickly just a handful of instagram guys uh ah no and MMA fighting memes people please follow that account Michael Conaffrey <laughs> he said he has been able to watch the fights because he had a fight of his own to win he just had his first fight in amateur boxing uh he's sorry his he has first fight in amateur boxing. Was almost a year ago to the day. I believe he was victorious. I remember he, he messed us at the show. He says he's now uh, five and two with two knockouts since then. So I just wanted to get a so congratulations. Uh, well, well done on your on your fighting career so far, uh, Michael. Uh, Nathan Levy versus Inacio Bahamandez, Both long lightweights. Great kicks in their last fights. I think you read Marcus. You got you got a message from Marcus, right? Uh, right, Mike.
1: Marcus.
0: The, our, our, our the oh uh, yeah the, 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 spread, the our, posters, spreadsheet, yeah. Man, our spreadsheet our yep. spreadsheet man. Of yep, I did. Uh, Matt Bradbury uh, Haragi versus uh, Morata sure Levy versus Jay Malarkey Jonathan Pierce versus Ryan Hall no don't do that to Jonathan Pierce stop it <laughs> Michael Johnson versus Diego fajeda this is a rematch is it not no it's not these two have never fought it's wild. That's wild. There's I like, like you know what? Michael Johnson has been around long enough. You bring up any name, and I go like, oh, they haven't fought Michael Johnson. Like, how have you not fought Michael Johnson if you're a lightweight, or, or I guess even a featherweight? Eric Ander. Oh no. Oh boy. No, what is this? What is happening here? You, you said your doo doo detector was on full alert. Uh <laughs> Oh no! I'm sorry. Okay, no, this fight, this fight oh. has not happen. But no, this fight has not happened. But it's like it just reminds. It's like an Andre Muniz situation. It's like Eric Anderson versus Adolfo Veda. It's like, nah, nah man, <laughs> nah, nah. I don't think so. I, I think that's a submission win for Veda. But hey, Eric Anders shut me up on Saturday. So I saw a few of these. Pavlovich versus Volkov. Mm, not a lot to get in yeah, there. Yeah, I saw a couple of not those not, too. Yeah, not a lot to get in there for Pavlovich right now. It's Steven Thompson versus Randy Brown. I like that a lot actually, and I think Randy Brown has called for it before. That's, uh, I like that fight, Christian. Oh, Christian's just showing me off his bets that he won. Congrats, Christian! Uh, thanks for rubbing my face because I live in Ontario and we cannot gamble on UFC anymore. Aww. So a little, t- a little too soon, buddy. A little too soon. Tino Alvarez, Clay Guida, Jarkar Close, Michael Johnson, Jim Miller. What do we got here? Delete Vitoria in England. Man, that's uh, you got you and the listeners, Mike. You guys got a lot of good fights. Thompson Dracar's versus
1: Jarkar's gonna be out, f- gonna be out for a while, by the way. Oh, okay. What 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 was the injury? I think he tore I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL Let me just uh, uh, Let me just be 100% on that But I'm pretty sure He tore his ACL Before okay. He was supposed to fight Marco Madsen Uh, but, Yeah
0: Steven Thompson Versus Ponzinibbio Lawler Winner Yeah Yeah Wait that makes a lot of sense Why did I not think of that Yeah I, I like the
1: Robbie that? idea For sure
0: Okay December That's uh, next week UFC 282 uh, Thank you Tino And I'll close off with James Sherwood Wonder Boy. He corrected himself. Wonderboy Boy, Masvidal, and then he later added a two. And I'm like, well done, James. Yes, you know, you know the rule. <laughs> RDA versus. Oh, this is a little more, a little more uh, uh, broad. Uh, RDA versus went after McGregor and Lopov fight, Lobov fight. Then you give RDA the winner of that. So, good call there. Pavlovich, Curtis Blades, Deleuze versus Strickland, Kenner, loser. Eric Anders, Armin Protrudian, and another Phil Rowe, Ian Gary. A lot of interest in what's next for Ian Gary. I think Rowe was the best suggestion of of all the ones that we saw. Definitely not RDA. I think RDA was just. Or Barbarina.
1: I like the Barbarina idea too.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 The Barbarina was good too. Yeah. That one made me feel good. So anyway, thank you guys. Uh, please hit me up on Instagram at Alexander KK Lee, on Twitter at Alexander K just a single K, and then uh,
1: uh, on email, alex. Lee at espionation.com. There you go. Uh, just hit me up on Instagram. Like I, Again, my New Year's resolution will be better on Instagram, uh, and I'll probably fail at that as well. Join us next week, folks. Our last live matchmaking edition for 2022 coming out of UFC 282. Jan Blachowicz versus Mohamed Ankolaev will battle for the vacant light heavyweight title in the main event. Paddy Piblet versus Jared Gordon. Santiago Panza Debio, Robbie Lawler. Darren Till, is 2 Bryce Mitchell, Ilya Teporia. Very solid main card. Very, very solid main card. Uh, Edmund Shabazian, Dolce Lungambula. Uh, Lungambula, excuse me. Billy Q, Alexander Hernandez, featherweight fight. Eric Silva, TJ Brown, Jarzina Roster, Chris Chris Curtis, Joaquin Buckley. Love that fight. Circled for sure. Daniel de da Silva, Venetia Salvador, Jay Perrin, Raul Rosas Jr., OSP, Antonio Trocoli, Cameron Simon, Steven Koslow. That is your UFC 282 card. And we'll be having a watch party on Saturday for UFC 282. I'll be back. Into the studio with my man GC, and we're gonna watch some fights. And maybe I think you know what? AK, I'm gonna put this out there. I think I think it's time. I think it's time to to get you in on the watch party madness. (gasps) Can I? Can you do? I mean, I I would love to have you as a special guest. How do I do it? We've seen Sean Elshadi. We've seen Jed Mishu. I say we get you in this time around as as our MMA fighting representative.
0: Do, Do do like? Am I in for the whole thing? Am I in for one fight? Do I just call in?
1: Yeah, you come for a fight, you hang out and watch fights with us. We'll show, will walk you through. It's easy. It's a Zoom thing.
0: I'm oh, in. I saw. I saw my my tag team partner, Kristen King, got to be part of it. So I got. I was jealous. I was a little jealous.
1: What is happening right now? Do <laughs> you hear this? No. There's knocking all over. It's, it's All right, not maybe obviously. that's maybe that's a sign that We gotta <laughs> we gotta go. So, uh, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Always remember, don't take the stuff too seriously. MMA supposed to be fun. We'll have fun once again next week after UFC 282 right here and on, on to the next one. The podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.